Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, July 23rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Medicaid expansion debate in Missouri has been going on for years. Now, voters will get to decide the fate of the health insurance program for low-income people during the August 4th primary. I want to make sure that we don't see our elderly, disabled, and kids have less benefits because we're expanding it to healthy adults. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll speaks with expansion supporters and people who have concerns about how the state may pay for it. COVID-19's impact on the black community is a key issue in the upcoming Democratic primary for St. Louis County Executive. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, the candidates highlighted their positions during last night's televised debate. COVID-19 has hit predominantly black parts of St. Louis County particularly hard. And St. Louis County Assessor Jake Zimmerman says there should have been a more aggressive effort to deliver testing to those residents. The virus does discriminate, and anybody who says otherwise is full of it. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page disputed Zimmerman's contention that testing hasn't been robust enough in North St. Louis County. Our response from St. Louis County has been focused like a laser on the communities most likely impacted. Page, Zimmerman, Mark Montavani, and Jamie Tolliver all said they support a mask mandate. There have been more cases and more deaths from coronavirus in St. Louis County than any other place in Missouri. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The pandemic is causing another St. Louis County school district to begin the academic year completely online. The Ferguson Florissant District will keep schools closed to its 10,000 students for at least the first quarter. This is the third district in St. Louis County to make that move, along with Rittner and Hazelwood. The rest are still planning to offer a choice of some days in school. The Granite City School District in the Metro East will also start online. Administrators say the difficult decision is necessary to keep students and staff safe as cases of COVID-19 increase. Missouri teachers are worried about getting sick when and if they return to the classrooms this fall. Missouri State Teachers Association spokesman Todd Fuller says educators are concerned about safety, including whether there will be enough personal protective equipment for students and staff. And then after that, I mean, the questions are about logistics, really. I mean, what happens if I get sick and I'm out of the classroom? Am I using my personal leave? Is there a system set up in our district to manage that situation? Fuller says teachers are worried about exposure and what happens if they have to quarantine. The association says teachers in districts planning a return to school buildings should not be forced to sign a COVID liability waiver. Parents and teachers have called for schools to add more black history to the K-12 curriculum for years. Now educators want more comprehensive teaching materials. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Some educators have long complained that school districts teach black history in a way that is demeaning to black people. The University of Missouri's Carter Center for K-12 Black History Education will host a virtual teaching black history conference starting Friday to allow teachers to explore new content. The conference will show teachers how to include lessons on the African diaspora and the contributions black people have made to society. 
LeGarrie King is the center's director. He says schools should go beyond slavery and oppression. We think of history as this aspect of just knowing about the past and we won't repeat it. But in many ways, Black history is more than just the past. This year's conference will highlight Black women in history. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri has been contemplating Medicaid expansion for years. Voters will finally decide the issue involving public health insurance for low-income people in the August 4th primary. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports. Do you remember this speech? The vague proposal they are not explaining or purposely withholding is a massive tax increase that Missourians cannot afford. That's Governor Mike Parson giving his State of the State address back in January. It feels like decades ago for all of us. But Parson used that high-profile speech to tell Missourians to be wary of expanding Medicaid. And the Democrats' response to the entire hour-long speech was from Parson's likely gubernatorial opponent, Auditor Nicole Galloway. The video message was only about health care. Access to health care is a right, and you shouldn't have to decide uh, you know, between putting food on the table for your family and getting the health care that you need for you or your kids. Fast forward a few months and a global pandemic later, the issue will be left up to voters. With no shortage of conflicting information and even ballot language that's hard to understand, you may be rightfully confused. So breaking it down, if you vote yes, you agree that Medicaid should be expanded to adults whose income is 133% of the federal poverty line, or just more than $17,000 annually for an individual and $36,000 for a family of four. More people on health insurance may seem great, but the area of contention is how to pay for it. Estimates show an additional 250,000 Missourians could be eligible for coverage. But Tracy Gleason with the Missouri Budget Project, a group that analyzes state finances, says it likely won't cost a dime. If you look at what other states have done, they have seen increases in available general revenue that can go to services like education or other priorities. Gleason says it's actually going to be good for the budget to add thousands of Missourians to the rolls. Voting for expansion means you're also saying the state should seek maximum federal funding. In this case, the feds would pick up 90% of the tab. The state would be on the hook for 10%. Right now, the state pays 35 For State Representative Mary Elizabeth Coleman, a Republican from Arnold, it's still too expensive. People already on Medicaid won't shift. The state still pays 35%, plus the extra 10%. And according to the ballot language, that could cost the state at least $200 million per year. So then that means that we have to either take money from other places or reduce benefits within the Medicaid population. I don't want to see either of those done because we need to have every dollar that we can go to education. And I want to make sure that we don't see our elderly, disabled, and kids have less benefits because we're expanding it to healthy adults. Budget Chair Cody Smith, a Republican from Carthage, has the same concerns. He says it's going to blow a hole in the state budget. Actually, in, the light, uh, in light of a pandemic and an economic downturn, uh, we need to try to understand what we're getting into. Currently in Missouri, an individual who makes just under $5,000 annually makes too much to be covered. Same for a family of four that makes roughly 26000 
But that still takes up a third of the $30 billion state budget. And according to Tim McBride, who supports expansion, that's not expected to decrease. We have this limit on our revenues, so it's creating a big issue when you have a Medicaid program that grows faster than the state uh, revenues. McBride is a nationally recognized health policy analyst, and he says because the legislature can't alone vote to increase taxes, not drawing down more federal funds is going to hurt the state financially. You know, Medicaid is a rising share of the state budget because basically revenues are frozen and Medicaid's growing. The state auditor's analysis for expansion says it could save the state $1 billion every year after five years. 37 states have expanded Medicaid, None have reversed their decision, and none have lost money due to expansion, even with the added 10 percent, says Gleason. If voters approve expansion, the legislature, that's currently dominated by Republicans who oppose the idea, will have the obligation of putting the plan in place. So it's not totally clear what the program will look like, even if voters approve it. And it likely won't be up and running until 2022. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.